Is Jesus in control or not? Today is the solemnity of Christ, King of the universe. King of the universe. Ruler of everything. This is a bold claim, a claim present throughout our readings. The one, like a son of man, received dominion, glory, and kingship. All peoples, nations, and languages serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that shall not be taken away. His kingship shall not be destroyed. Jesus Christ is the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, and ruler of the kings of the earth. But it doesn't really seem like Jesus is in control, does it? It really doesn't seem like all peoples, nations, and languages serve him or that he has any control over the kings of the earth. The news from 2018 has been bleak. Hurricanes, wildfires, shootings, divisive politics, international crises, horrific wars. The world feels particularly unsettled at the moment. If Christ is the king of the universe, he doesn't seem to be a very good administrator. To be honest, He seems kind of like the Emperor Nero, who played the fiddle as Rome burned around him. So, how do we reconcile all of this with our readings? The key is in the Gospel. My kingdom does not belong to this world, Jesus tells Pilate. Ah. Apparently, all of this kingship that Jesus is exercising is happening somewhere else. Both our first and second readings talk about Jesus coming amidst the clouds, so I suppose we could say that he is the king of heaven. Maybe all these peoples, nations, and languages that serve him merely signify all the dead from, time, from every time and place that are united with him in heaven. Great. But a fat lot of good that does us here. Personally, I don't really care if Jesus is the king of heaven or not, because I am not in heaven. I am on earth, my life is on earth, my work is on earth, my family and friends are on earth, and I would really like Jesus to exercise some control over the stuff that matters to me. If he is the king of the entire universe, it would be nice if he started acting like it. My friends, I am being facetious, but only a little bit. This is very much what the Christian experience feels like. And depending on how our life is going, the solemnity of Christ the King can definitely seem disingenuous. So let me assure you, Jesus is very much in control. And even though his kingdom is not of this world, his dominion does extend to the entire universe. As I have mentioned a few times before, God could have won his victory over evil by destroying everything and starting over. But he did not. He kept and continually respects our free will. He kept our broken world and allows us to experience struggle, through which he always brings about a greater good. No, instead of destroying every evil... He neutralized its power by giving us an escape. 
What God did was to create another world, a parallel world, a world which we often refer to as heaven. In heaven, death has no power, suffering has no place, and peace and harmony govern all. Jesus is utterly in control of heaven, and his kingship there is absolute. But we go wrong when we begin to believe that heaven is disconnected from earth, that heaven is a place we go to only after death. No, we are made citizens of heaven at our baptism. Once again, because this is incredibly important, we are made citizens of heaven at our baptism. We are given everything heaven offers when we are infants, power over sin and death, freedom from all evil, and unity with God. My brothers and sisters in Christ, we are dual citizens, coexisting in heaven and on earth simultaneously. In fact, we could say that heaven and earth are the same thing. It's just that heaven is the perfect version. Heaven is the place where Jesus is residing. We continue to live in the old world of earth, the world of sin and death, the world ruled by the evil one, a world that is passing away and will come to an end. But we also live in the new world, the new earth of heaven, inaugurated by Jesus Christ at his resurrection, a world where the power of Jesus conquers all that opposes it. When we sin, when we stray from God, when we focus too much on the mundane and profane, we live in the old world. But when we pray, when we unite ourselves to Jesus, when we live in a godly way, it is heaven that surrounds us, that reigns in our hearts and in our lives. So yes, this world is out of control. Yes, Jesus does seem to be absent from the events of this world. But he never said he was king of this world. He never promised that he was going to fix the broken world of sin and death. In fact, he promised to destroy it. Instead, Jesus chose to give us a refuge, a new world, a recreated and perfected earth a world to which we have already been joined in baptism, a world that, when we choose to live in it, and we can choose to live in it at every moment, when we choose to live in it, keeps the evil of the old world at bay, inoculates us to its suffering, and ensures that Jesus is, in fact, in control of our lives. So does this mean that we should say good riddance to our present reality? Should we give up on it and spend every waking hour in church until we die? No. In fact, the expectation of the Lord is that we act as guerrilla warriors, bringing the forces of heaven to bear on the brokenness that surrounds us. Jesus is the great general, and we are his troops, sent on missions to bring the power and influence of heaven into the lives and situations of everyone around us, so that the control of the enemy is eaten away from beneath his nose. 
But in the midst of this, we always have to remember that heaven is our home base and that the old world of sin and death is only our temporary reality. When we begin to focus too much on this world, even if it seems to be for the right reasons, we lose our grounding and our refuge and our connection to our king. I'm going to make a movie analogy here. It's an older movie now, but I think the Matrix movie is very appropriate here. Everybody's living in a world that's a simulation, that's going to pass away, that's temporary. Some people wake up into the real world. It's not great, but at least it's real. But there's one character, the bad guy of the first movie, who is so focused on what he experienced in the old world, because it had more pleasure and more whatever, that he asked to be put back in the world and to forget it all. Right? He lost his grounding in the new world. He lost his grounding in the reality. Our reality is Jesus. Our reality is heaven. And if we lose that grounding, if we focus too much on the world that surrounds us, we're going to forget the true world that we live in, the true world that we're oriented toward, that it's permanent and perfected. Now, some ways in which we focus too much on the old world are obvious. Idolizing money or pleasure is very common, as is refusing to come to church because other things seem more important to us, even though deep down we do realize that these things will ultimately pass away. But sometimes we can be too focused on this world in other, more deceiving ways, ways that look like a healthy exercise of our faith. I'm going to use as an example the ministries of social justice and pro-life, but first I have to tell you how important they are. Everything we know about God tells us that he cares deeply and passionately about the poor and vulnerable. And so no one can deny that God longs to see the poor served and the vulnerable protected. And both social justice and pro-life ministries are wonderful methods of guerrilla warfare, undercutting the power of the enemy by directly confronting suffering and death. We would never want to abandon either ministry, and both are powerful expressions of our desire to extend the dominion of Jesus into a broken world, to bring the new world back into the old world. However, along the way I have encountered an odd phenomenon. Catholics in both camps, who have been in the trenches for so long that they have forgotten that issues of poverty and life are not the center and core of our faith or of our relationship with Jesus. They've forgotten that these important issues are extensions of heaven into a broken world, but that these extensions are, by their nature, temporary, because this world can never truly be fixed, and because it will ultimately pass away. Jesus says as much when he declares that the poor will always be with us. Instead, our primary focus really has to be on unity with God in heaven, through prayer, sacraments, and virtue, both for ourselves and for everyone we meet. Our different acts of service prepare us for heaven by increasing our virtue, and they expand Jesus' domain into the darkest corners of brokenness and into the lives entrapped by this brokenness. But ultimately, whatever we do in this world must remain an extension of our heavenly citizenship, not a replacement for it.
So, is Jesus in control or not? It kind of depends on us. Yes, the Lord has won the victory over sin and death. Yes, the Lord is king of the entire universe. But each of us gets to decide whether we allow him to rule our lives or not. Do we act out of the brokenness of the evil one or out of the healing that comes from Jesus? Do we believe that we are fallen and hopeless or do we believe that we are redeemed and loved? Do we fear the things that we cannot control or do we trust that Jesus will take care of us in the end? Do we live only for the things that pass away or do we give our hearts to the things that are eternal? If we choose to unite ourselves to Christ's victory, if we choose to claim and live out of our membership in him and his resurrection, then the sin and suffering here on earth will never ultimately have any power over us. We may experience it, but it will never have power over us. If we choose to live that membership in Christ and his resurrection, we will be free of the control of the evil one, and Jesus will truly be our king.